Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I love sports. You guys know that. I love college athletics just as much, if not more, than the professional ranks. And everybody knows my favorite out of everything is basketball and specifically college basketball. But when I think about sports, and the big sports that we always talk about um, on radio, television, just in broadcast in general, is football and basketball. Those are the top two. Okay? But this is across the board with me in terms of college athletics. I don't like what is happening here in college sports the last few years that we've come out of COVID. And what I mean by that is I am not somebody that's super supportive of the wanting to see guys and gals play uh, collegiate sports forever. I get that we, we had a pandemic. I get that people get hurt and they can get a red shirt year and all that. I, I, I totally get all of that. But I am not for somebody being still at a college and university and they should have been long gone, you know, in a perfect world. And I know that everybody's not a four- or five-year person. I get that. But when you see some of these stories of people being at colleges and wanting to play um, athletics like six or seven years in, that kind of bugs me. I, 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 don't, I can't get with that. I'm not a fan of it. I, I think that I get that everybody gets a chance to live out their hopes and dreams, but now it's fantasy land. For you, if you're in school or you go to so many different institutions and you're still trying to play football or basketball or whatever the sport is. And so I'm not trying to call out one person or two athletes or whatever. This is not about one or two student athletes. This topic is about, just in general, how I would like to see 
in college athletics, if somebody is injured, I'm all for them getting an injury year. I am all for if a person wants to have a red shirt or something like that. that that's, I don't think that those things are going to go away. But I think that all of this stuff should be within reason. And I was thinking about this, and I've thought about this for quite some time. And, and, and when we had the COVID stuff pop up, you saw people getting an extra year, a um, couple people getting, it seemed like, even longer. But we're not dealing with the COVID stuff with college sports now, and so we're past all of that. But in today's Minneapolis Star Tribune, a great story from Marcus Fuller about <laughs> Jordan Horn, former Tartan standout. And let me repeat, this topic isn't about Jordan. Jordan just has to be an example because um, he's kind of the poster child of this in today's newspaper. St. Paul Nate, uh, native, former Tartan standout, is in his sixth season playing college basketball this year with Concordia. So he was a finalist for Mr. Basketball in 2017. Then he would go on to play at um, – he would go on to play his first, because it's been, it's been quite the travels. He went to Siena. So he's at Siena for his freshman year. Then the coach resigned. There was some sort of investigation with the coach. So he plays freshman year, has a nice, solid freshman year. Coach ends up resigning. And so then after that, he transfers to North Dakota State. So he goes to NDSU. So year two is at NDSU. Nice, solid start to his career at NDSU. Then year three, or in year two at NDSU, breaks his foot. That sucks, okay? I get that. He's out with injury. Okay. Okay. He approaches his, his coaches about transferring. So now he goes from D1 to D2. And he loses some some credits. He ends up at and I, I don't even I don't even know where this I mean UT Permian Basin. I had never heard of that before. Right? So he lands there for two seasons. And so now it seemed like his career's over. His career's done. Goes out into the workplace. And lo and behold, he got the itch. He got the itch to go back and play. Right? Because clearly he has some eligibility remaining. How? I, I, I don't like this. I hope that this is something that we can nip in the bud. Because, and I hope people don't take this the wrong way. And I know that he's a young guy. He's 25. He's a young guy. He's got a long life to live ahead of him. 25 is old as hell in college athletics, though. Especially, especially when you've been at how many schools now? I, 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 think, that, I think that we have to rein this in. And if you have a thought, or if you want to send a text, 651-461-9226. I, I feel at like this specific point in time, that's abusing the system. I really do feel that way. I don't like it. 
I don't think that it's acceptable, and I think that we should rein this in. I am all for if somebody gets injured, they get um, an injury waiver, okay, and that they're still eligible. Or if somebody wants to transfer to a, a new school or go into the portal, that's fine. I'm not for guys transferring three times. Not with that. I think that's abusing the system. I don't think it's acceptable. Look, look at the, the, the kid that was the quarterback at uh, Clemson. He started at Clemson, DJ, however you pronounce his last name. He goes to Oregon State. Now he's going from Oregon State. He's about to be the quarterback of Florida State. Like, what are we doing? And I get it. People are talking about, well, you know, now these guys can get paid. Can't we put something in there to say that once you go to your second institution, hey, man, you take care of business there, Yeah, and that's it. And the only way that maybe, maybe, I don't even know if I would. And we've seen situations where guys, they'd have a death in the family. Or they would transfer and go back home because they've got um, a sick mother or a sick grandma or whatever. Like, I, I get that. Life happens. But right now, man, we got people that are, to me, in my opinion, abusing the system. And I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. He found a loophole, and I understand if you're going to play within the rules that have been set up, that's all fine and dandy. To me, I, I'm still so used to the, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, like four years, five years to me, I figure is, is the max. That's good enough. And, and people are now transferring primarily for athletic reasons. It's basically college free agency. It is. Is what it is. It is. And, and you completely negate the point of going to college, which is getting an education. Like, that is the whole point. And the more that you transfer, the the more disruption in your education it's going to get. You know how you can also make money? It's by getting your degree and going out and getting a job. Like, you can make money that way, too. I mean, there are alternatives to this. And to see to to me when you do this, Henry, and you see how this happens, and I understand for various reasons people want to do it, but it waters down the very idea of transferring because it it used to be a huge deal when somebody transferred from school A to school B, but you can't. It's like job hopping; you go from one job to another job to another job. You're doing this with basketball or football or any sport, yep. and it's. It's very unfortunate because... I just think it's a bad look, too. I think it's a bad look. Here's what's weird about this one, is this is the first time that I've heard of anybody going out into the workforce and then going back to college just to play basketball. Just to play... The only only time I've heard of this, and people can correct us if, if, if they have another... A situation that they that they know of six five one four six one nine two two six are people that went and served the country. Well, yeah, but that's complete. Yeah, completely no, I know that. that no, that, yeah. that, that's different. That's different than going to you know going to working at Target corporate for a couple years and yeah. then saying I'm going to hop back into playing or or somebody that goes on a mission like at BYU or something like that. That's different. Completely different. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree th- with you. Th- this is somebody who I feel wanted to go back into the comfort zone of college and and some people find it comforting and and listen I. College was kind of a comfort zone for me. I learned a lot of things. I met a lot of really cool people, had a lot of really neat experiences. And I will always cherish 
my time at North Dakota State. I always will. But at some point, you look at this and be like, okay, if this is not going to lead anywhere, what can I do to get to the next phase of my life? Because there comes a point where you're just doing it to do and you're just being, and there's no purpose behind it. And to me, again, you're, you're working within the loophole of what the NCAA has allowed you to do. And, hey, more power to you. I want us to put more restrictions on it. I'm dead serious. For, I, I, I got about, no, no problems with for, that. No about, problem with that. Forget about the loophole. Because, like, th- this one from the text line, 651-461-9226. Get this COVID eligibility over with already. Tired of seeing 24-plus-year-olds uh, playing college football. Grow up. Get on with your life. I agree with the texter. I am over it. I'm dead serious. I don't want to see 25 and 26-year-olds mm-hmm. playing college basketball. I don't. It seems like this thing went from if zero. If you're not good enough to play in the NBA or go overseas, then I'm sorry. It seems like this has gone from zero to 100 really quick with the you know the, the, the COVID year, which was meant as a good faith gesture to those individuals that were not able to compete because of COVID. Like, that was a good faith gesture. I love that. But all of a sudden, I mean, five years ago, the transfer portal were not even words that anybody was even talking about. And now we talk about it like it's no big deal, like it's opening up a piece of mail. And it is really, it's concerning because now you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like, if you were going to do this, you were going to put restrictions on it. I don't know how you can go back and say, okay, now we're going to put restrictions on it, which they should. There they should. should. Be a, there should be a limit. Hey, you can transfer. Well, what's the high school student or college student going to say? Oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, bye. And, and, I mean, there has to be a good reason other than I'm not getting playing time here. I want to go here where this coach has promised me X amount of playing time. Okay, well, if they promised you and then they don't deliver, do you keep going to the next one and the next one and the next one? Well, look at this one, and look, th- this is more power to him. Um, good kid. I'm actually friends with his dad. But Jamison Battle. Jamison Battle, former gopher, yeah. he started at GW. Yep. All right, at GW. Then he goes to the gophers. Now he's at Ohio State. Say, yeah. Now, now he's yeah. not 25. He's 22. But still, it's, it's the like, same concept. At, at, at some point, at some point, you got to get past this stuff. And this is this is kind of an interesting quote before we go to break here from uh, Jordan Horn, who they say uh, they call him old man Jordan Horn in the article. Is he buying everybody alcohol, too? Is that kind of where he's at? No, he's well, the guy that they asked for booze. Well, listen to this quote. It says going from Division one to Division two. It wasn't that big of a situation. My NDSU coaches kind of vouched for me to find a better place. It wasn't really as stressful. The most stressful part of the transfer process was my credits. I never failed a class in college. I was a great student, but I always would lose credits from transferring. If you're losing credits to transfer, it's not about your education at all. It's strictly about playing basketball. You can go to the rec center and play. Yeah, it's like Bell Engvall. Here's your sign. And, of course, you're going to have problems with your credits because not every academic institution is going to be the same. So you're going to lose credits, absolutely. But you know what? If you're going to really pursue a degree, therefore, because you want to play sports so bad, you're pushing that off and you're making what you could have accomplished in four years or five years 
it's a seven or eight year endeavor just because you've lost, you know, maybe two, three quarters of class credits that you've already taken and you have to redo that. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, you look at it logically and there's no logic to it. All right. Six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. Coming up next. Have you ever, has your pet ever cost you money by eating something that it shouldn't? We'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. There are two people on this show, me and Chris. One of us has had multiple pets. One of us never owned a pet. I will be the person that's never owned a pet. But I cannot imagine being in a situation where my pet has eaten something. You've never had a pet? You've never no. had a dog at all? Really? No. Oh, no. dude. Dog, oh, cat, you're missing nothing. out. Oh, you're missing out. Pets are awesome. I may get there one day. Pets are awesome. Maybe in the next 20 years. Oh, never know. Pets are so good. Pets are awesome. But I saw this story, and you can go to WCCORadio.com, about this dog eating $4,000 <laughs> in cash that the family had left out on the counter for their contractor. And when I first saw this, I was like, well, who the hell just leaves loose money around? They put it in the envelope, and the dog starts eating the envelope, sounds like. And the dog had never just, like, randomly ate anything like that before. A seven-year-old golden doodle named Cecil. Cecil, what you over there doing? Eating the cash, he started chowing down the money that's in the envelope. Was the last name Fielder or? Hmm. Well, the owner, Clayton Law, says that they put the money in an envelope and put it on the counter. They left. They come back less than 30 minutes later. He says, I walked back into the room and then all this cash was on the ground. He's 
just like this standing there. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. He ate some of this money and was in shock. I yelled to Carrie, his wife. He ate the money. He ate $4,000. So they were shocked to see that he had been eating the bills. And they said, whoa, we we, we got we to get him to a vet. They get him to a vet. Yeah. He was fine. He was given the all clear. They were able to recover some of the money he chewed up. And after washing it, they brought it. They they ended up uh, only missing out on five, which is a lot though, five hundred dollars mm. of the money back. So five hundred, though, they won't be able to get back because it's just chewed it up. It's yeah. just gone. But have you ever had a situation with your pet or pets where they ate something that they should not have? I, not that it's cost us money, but I've never had something like that happen. I'm just imagining, you know, trying to wash this money after the dog had, you know, anyway, it's like, you know, talk about washing your money with money laundering. That's just, that's a whole nother level. One of our cats one time ate one of my wife's earrings Mm. because it's small. It was shiny and they had knocked it off. They were enamored with the earrings. They were enamored with the earrings and... I mean, fortunately, it was small enough, and it didn't hurt him. But it, it the, you got to be really careful with the animals. But you would not imagine that a dog would eat an Money. envelope full of cash. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's like, there's, weird. There, there's nothing about because you know when with our cats, we make sure that there's nothing small. There's nothing that could be knocked off. That could be you know pushed around by their paws that they could consider a toy. But no, I've never had outside of eating an earring. What I've never had anything like that happen. But man, that would be, I would be scary because you want your animal, you want your dog to be okay too. Well, this is the thing about the story that I just—it's even more just kind of crazy how this played out. Is that they said that their dog had never done anything like this. Seven-year-old dog had never done anything like this. The quote from the wife, Carrie: We could leave dinner. And go to the kitchen and grab wine, and he would not touch the food. And he just doesn't care. He just took this opportunity and ran with it. Yeah, that th- when your animal is not shown. Any- do you think there's something shaky with the story? Or do you think this is legit? I don't know why they would lie about this. Well, if if your dog – they took the dog to the vet. Yeah. So you you would not take – because going According to the to vet, them. yeah, going to the vet and especially an emergency visit, you're not going to fake that. Because if you did, that's something that could be verified. So if you really did do that just to protect this, I mean, yeah, it's, CBS it's, News reported it. It's a couple hundred dollar, you know, minimum, depending on what kind of, of trip you need. I would have a tendency to believe this if the dog hadn't. And, you know, CBS has got it, but it it does sound a little weird if your dog hadn't shown any sort of tendencies to get into anything before that. Maybe there was something with the scent. Like, maybe it just looked mm. like it was something. Maybe it smelled like cannabis or something. Well, hey, <laughs> I'd be chowing down into that envelope too, man. If it's green, it's lean, you know? That's, that's crazy, though. I got to tell you, last night when yeah. I was walking out of here, mm-hmm. dude. I don't know what the heck 
but there was a marijuana smell down the street. Yeah. I'm the only person on the block. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. You got I, con- didn't, you, I didn't you, walk you, past a person. You got a contact high from just being out there. I meant took my breath away. Man, why was I here so late? Why was I here so late? All right, coming Could've up Could have been next. me. Could have been me. We uh we take a look at the local weather with meteorologist Paul Douglas. And Stefan Mar- Marbury, you guys remember him, former Timberwolves point guard. He makes a point about young kids and trainers that everybody should hear. We get to it next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. If you want to be a great athlete, you know that you're going to have to work hard, Right. I get it. I understand that there are a lot of people that are given um, talents and are blessed by God, have great genetics and all that stuff, whatever. And they're surrounded by some of the best, and they learn from some of the best. I get that. Uh, At the end of the day, if you are going to be really, really good at a sport, okay, you got to work your butt off, okay? It's not going to be just handed to you. And that's with special coaches and trainers or not. Right, have a good work ethic, and just train. But nowadays, young people have this mindset that they need special trainers, that they have to get uh, the best trainer to get where they want to go. And I'm not anti um, kids wanting to push themselves, okay? And I'm not trying to sit here and disparage people that specialize in training young athletes. My point, though, is is that the mindset needs to be flipped for young kids in that they don't need necessarily the trainer that is highly regarded. He's got all these different five stars. Because at the end of the day, if you're not going to bust your butt anyway, it's not going to work out. It's not going to matter. And I was thinking about that because, number one, we've seen over the course of the last decade, or actually last couple of decades, the transition where student athletes at an early age decide on a, on a sport. I am always going to be the one that will say, you know what? I lean towards the multi-sport athletes. I lean towards the Joe Mowers. I lean towards the Dave Winfields. Like those individuals, the Jalen Suggs, the David Roddies, like that have played multiple sports, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. They just seem to be more well-rounded individuals. Right? And I know that I'm kind of generalizing here, but it it just seems that way. Yeah, and when I was in high school, like – I loved playing multiple sports. I did. I, I loved being able to play basketball in the winter. And you're able to take something from one sport and it helps you in another sport. A, ab, absolutely. D- different muscle groups. But, yeah, like you're saying, nowadays kids are programmed. If you want to be good, you got to specialize. you yeah. got to do one thing. And you got to make that decision early in life. If where, I want to get to Duke, i got, I got to. You know what? When I'm a freshman in high school or sophomore, I gotta, it's basketball. Yeah, I just, yeah, just got to do basketball. And, 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 these, and these trainers – the perception is that, you know, they can network. They've got the best resources. They've got the best regimen. They've got the best information. That, that 
there's only one way that you can get to where you want to be, and that's by going through these trainers. And that's what everybody's being programmed now. So naturally, it's like, well, if, if I don't have a trainer, then somebody else has got an edge over me. And these trainers are expensive. And I would say to any parent out there that's listening to the show, um, and I'm not saying that if you have the money, don't ever get your kid a trainer, but it's more about your kid and the willingness to work and learn and do stuff on their own than it is to have to go get that trainer. And the best person giving a great assessment of the situation is former NBA basketball player, former Timberwolves point guard, Stephon Marbury, talking about kids needing trainers. So I'm in a car talking to my friend, my brother, my man. I'm speaking to him. We're talking about kids when they talk about trainers, that they got to have a trainer in order to play and all of the do they workouts. I said... Man, I wish I could go tell my mother, Mabel Marbury, that I needed X amount of dollars to pay somebody to teach me how to play basketball. I'm like, I wish I could have had that privilege to have all of the science that's behind it. Like, I can't even imagine. I'm like, trainer? Boy, you see that concrete right there, out there with them lines on the court? And you see them two hoops? Those are your trainers. I agree with him 100%. Seriously. And and Steph has said some things throughout the years, and I'm like, Steph, what? No, I can't get with that. I can get with that comment right there. That, that, a lot of times... All that you need to get better at a sport is right in front of you. I get it, man, that there are times in the inner city where if a kid wants to play lacrosse, they need lacrosse equipment and it ain't cheap. I get that. In basketball, you need a basketball. That's what you need, Mm -hmm. a basketball and a hoop. You don't even need a net. Just go out there and play. Work on your shot. You talk about that grit and being grimy and getting tough. That's all that can all be developed on the blacktop. So I'm totally with Stefan Marbury. Even football. You need yeah. some grass, right? And, and you need maybe maybe some people to play. I mean, you get trained on your own. Now, yeah. now, now, now it's gonna come to a head at some point, but early on, you don't need the specialized trainers. Well, I mean, plus you think about it too, it, trainers, if you want to get results, trainers are gonna be intense. How are some kids gonna handle being pushed at a young age. Some kids are going to, I mean, it's going to backfire, and it's going to be like, I, I don't want to do this. Let kids do it and enjoy the game. Yeah, but, 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 but I would rather that happen, and they learn at an early age that this is not for them. I would rather that happen then than for them to, because to me, you don't want to be playing something and you don't love it. And we see that with parents too. Well, we do, but, but with that, if, Parents are going to invest. It, it becomes, it becomes an investment in you, and they have to get the return on their investment. I mean, how so many, don't you want to learn that that it's not going to work out early on as opposed to later? And sometimes it's not really a matter of what the child wants; it's what the parent wants. If the parents are going to, if you show a little bit of interest in a sport, 
and your parents are going to invest the time, the energy to get you a trainer, and then you realize down the road you don't want to do that, while it should be the child's decision, be like, hey, I don't find enjoyment in this anymore. There are some parents that you get too far down the line, and you're like, well, We've already invested in this training. We've invested in this nah, program. It shouldn't work out that way. That's being it, a dumb parent. It, no, I'm, I'm, with all due respect, that's being a dumb parent. When I was in ninth grade and was at uh, Breck, I was done with piano. My parents were not going to continue to pay piano lessons uh, for me because I was done with it. I was over piano. And they, and they were like, we're not doing this anymore, which was – Fine by me because I want to play football and basketball. Right. Say, let's flip it. Because interest let's, for kids let, change. Let's flip it. Let's say that a, a kid is in eighth or ninth grade and they're um they're 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 forced into playing sports and they're like, nah, I would rather go play saxophone or whatever. Yeah. Don't let them play saxophone. Don't force them to have to play a sport if that's not what they really want to do. Abs- I abs- absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. My daughter is not into sports. She doesn't really care to watch it. You know, she's played, you know, we've taken her to some football camps and volleyball and basketball and everything, but she is much more into theater, into singing, into band. And we are, we're letting her be, okay, if this is where your interests lie, let's cultivate that and let's do what is going to be in your best interest. But, I, I mean, I think we're in the minority. I'd like to think we're in the majority. I I don't know because I don't know how other parents would you know parent their children in terms of the interests that they've got. But you're when you're talking about investing in trainers at a young age, and it's not just something that you can do for a short period of time. It's like once you start down that road, I feel like you have to go down it a certain length. Like you can't just start and then two weeks later, a month later, say, hey, this isn't going to work. That's not being in touch with the kid. It's just, it's just not. It's not being in touch with the kid. And by the way, I agree with us, Stephon Marbury, 100%. Uh, text line from the 612, personal trainer here. I've been paid by many parents to train their kids that absolutely do not need me. And and and, and listen, this take, this segment is not being anti-trainer. No, it's, it's not. not at all. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, man, look. Because there are some great trainers out there. My point, though, is is I want the mindset from the young people to be flipped and understand that everything that they can do or how good they want to be, they can do that on their own, right? And, of course, you'll get to a level where you want to be pushed more, and that's where you involve the trainer. But if, you, if you're early on in life, if you're like 10 and 11 talking about you need a trainer, what? Yeah, if, Man, if you don't get out there and work on your shot, get out, get out of my house. If a child is passionate about something, they will find a way to get better. Yep. Because they're going to want to get better because they enjoy it. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do headlines. That's next on The Lake Show. All right, it's time for headlines. Run up against the clock, so let's just dive right in, Chris. All right, let's get to it. H. Lake, Minnesota is part of a new food safety alert Uh-oh. issued by the CDC. The alert earlier today comes after more than 11,000 pounds of brochetto foods. Their ready-to-eat charcuterie meats were recalled by Fratelli Barata USA. 
Now, 24 people have been infected with an outbreak strain of salmonella in 14 states, including Minnesota. Meat was reportedly shipped to Sam's Club distribution centers. Five people have been hospitalized. The Minnesota Department of Agriculture confirmed salmonella and an unopened sample of the recalled item. And more testing is underway to see if the sample is the outbreak strain. According to the CDC, diarrhea, fever, and stomach cramps are some of the symptoms. Anyone experiencing those should contact their health care provider. Of course, you can find more specific packaging information on our website at WCCORadio.com. Yeah, we don't want you to get sick, so please check out our website, WCCORadio.com, for more information and specifically finding that packaging info. Yep, and so if you had a charcuterie uh, package from Sam's Club. You like hey, charcuterie? Not really. No. It seems too fancy. Charcuterie is just a fancy way of saying cheese and crackers. Yeah, I, I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Cheese, crackers, and meat. Yeah, that's that's what no, it is. I can, I can do it myself. I mean, <laughs> charcuterie. I w- we were doing charcuterie before charcuterie was cool. Okay? It's uh, Lunchables. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an adult Lunchable. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. Perfect. Hey, winter's about to kick into overdrive in the United States, a cold one-two punch of winter storms, and the first actual Arctic cold outbreak of the season. Our poise will affect millions of Americans through next week. Up first, a winter storm is on track to deal a blow in heavy snow to the treacherous ice to the northeast and mid-Atlantic. Another bigger and more potent storm is going to follow hot on its heels through midweek with all sorts of hazards, snow, ice, strong winds, tornadoes, and flooding rainfall. It's coming, people. We, we, hey, we've been let off the hook for a month or so now, right? Mm-hmm. Winter's coming. We know that winter's coming. Let's be prepared. Yeah, I, I mean, John Snow can't save you, but uh... hey, last week I had a couple of days where I wore my Uggs. My Uggs, really? It was not because it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't it was, cold. It wasn't cold. I don't think at the end of next week I'm gonna be wearing my Uggs. No, you're gonna be saying Ugg, but you're not gonna oh. be wearing Uggs. <laughs> hey, uh, David Soul, best known for his role in the popular 70s television series Starsky and Hutch has died. Mm. In a statement, he was 80 years old. No cause of death was shared. Television work in the 60s. I Dream of Genie, Star Trek, and Flipper led to a starring role as Joshua Bolt in Here Comes the Bride. But, of course, uh, he's known best with Paul Michael Glazer, who starred as Detective Days Starsky. Paris Chemistry helped popularize Starsky and Hutch. Man, rest in peace to David Saul. I mean, Starsky and Hutch, that was a, a fun show. Super popular show back in the day. Yeah, and uh, made a cameo back in 2004 when they rebooted it. Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson as well as uh, they were the two playing the detectives. And finally, uh, I'm surprised we haven't seen more of this, Like, But Carrefour, one of France's biggest supermarket chains, is going to stop selling PepsiCo products because they become too expensive in the latest clash between retailers and suppliers over the prices. Now, stores are displaying a note alongside Pepsi, Lay's Chips, Quaker Cereals, and Lipton Teas, among others, that said, we are no longer selling this brand due to unacceptable price increases. We apologize for any convenience. Once the products are out, they will not be replaced on shelves. But um, it's been reported that Carefor would pull PepsiCo products uh, because uh, they want to continue to engage in good faith in order to try to ensure products are available. But uh, they said it's because of shrinkflation. Slapping warnings on products, advising that uh, customers that everything had shrunk in size, but they still cost more, which is a very, very good point. I've said this, and you guys have heard me say this for quite some time. The prices, and we talk about this, 
we're getting gouged. Care Force said, no, we're, you're not going to do this to us. You're not going to put us in a box and just make us pay all these rising. So I'm happy that somebody says I'm putting a foot down. I think that us as Americans, we should be doing the damn same. Seriously, because it's, it's, it's way too much. What are your expectations when buying fast or casual food? I'll explain that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 